we are back for another episode of the end credits podcast welcome back thank you so much for clicking on this episode and we are talking about one of the best movies of 2021 of course i am joined by my perfect co-host nick spain nick welcome back yes excited to be here excited to talk about this movie i feel like this doesn't get a lot of love and we're excited to to love on it for the next half hour or so that's right. That's right. My name's Nathan Pig. Thanks so much for being here. Of course, we are talking about Coda. And I want to talk a little bit about just in general. You talked about how this film's underappreciated. I couldn't agree yes. with you more. Now, from the outside looking in, some people might be saying, look out nominated for Best Picture. It just did really well at the SAG Awards, which was last night at the time of us recording this. Yeah, it's it's definitely getting some love from the Academy and from the award shows, as far as general opinion, general talk amongst casual moviegoers and even really people who love film, it's not being talked about nearly as much as it should. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Um, I don't know whether it has to do with this being on, on Apple, you know, plus and not a lot of people having that platform, but I feel like if it was on Netflix, or even if this got like a theatrical release, this would definitely be more popular. Um, it just has that feel good, heartwarming story that I feel like so many people go to the movies or just watch movies for. Like it has everything, like it has love, it has family, it has, you know, people chasing their dreams. I just don't don't understand where where this isn't getting that love. It's so ridiculously heartfelt. It really is. And I'm excited to touch more on that as well. Um, for those of you that don't know, we are over on TikTok at End Credits Pod. Please go ahead and check us out over there if you would give us a follow, if you like our content. We post daily videos. There's a ton of great content going on over there from both Nick and myself. So um, please go check us out over there if you haven't. That is the number one way to support us at this moment. Um, and then for the rest of this review, um, we're mostly going to be talking about spoilers, but for the next couple minutes, we'll keep it spoiler free in case you haven't seen Cody yet and you're trying to decide. And, and we'll make that clear when we're going to break that spoiler seal. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to uh, to do, do our first round of, of TikTok shout outs here, Nathan? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're unsure of what Nick was talking about, um, for our first three episodes over here, we are going to shout out every follower that we had over on TikTok. So if you were following us on TikTok, before we record this episode, you will hear your name shouted out. It took us three episodes to do it, but hey, we're men of our words, so we're going to do it right now. And we're going to break them up into chunks just so you don't hear us rattle off a bunch of names. So that's what's going on. And to start, uh, shout out to Esco, Kristen Farling, Beth, Sophia. Bill, JJ, Anonymous, uh, RXTROS, Pextro, Cornelius Cumberbatch, and Silvio Guzman. So thank you all so very much. We really appreciate it. And if you're still listening, go give us a follow over there on TikTok. We'd really appreciate it. Yes, definitely. But I was going to say, Nathan, you were the one who originally told me about, and obviously I, I had heard of the movie, but you were the one who was really like, you have to watch this movie. And I was kind of surprised on where it landed in your, your 2021 rank. So, so talk to me a little bit about 
about your love for this movie? I, I just think this movie does such a phenomenal job. And of course, we're, we're not talking spoilers yet, but this is in the, the description. And that is that this story follows a family where three fourths of the family is deaf and there's one hearing child. And that's such a touching story as is. And that's a story that not a lot of people can relate to. However, this film finds so many ways to connect with you to connect with things that have happened in your life. And we've all come from different walks of life. We all have tremendously different life experiences and come from different backgrounds, but it finds ways to connect with the experiences that you've had and be touching to you, despite not relating to being the only hearing member of your family, right? There are things about having a high school crush, trying something new out, because you want to be different, um, maybe getting grilled by a, a professor, showing up late to work, showing up late to school, letting your family down, balancing the struggle of doing what you want versus family expectations. All of those things and many more are, are covered in this film. And I feel like a lot of those are themes that we can relate to. And they just do that in such a touching way. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more as far as just relatability of this film because like you said there are so many different things that you can relate to even if your parents and your your family isn't deaf and you're you're speaking there's there's something for everybody here so that's just what is just so fantastic about this and this really covers so many different themes too it's funny it's heartfelt and it's simple at its core I mean, there are moments that that almost make you tear up in this movie. There are other movies that are just or excuse me, other moments that are just hilarious, absolutely hilarious. And it's a simple story at its core. It's a little over a two hour runtime. It's not like it needs an obscene amount of time to make you understand these characters. Yeah, definitely. Well, do we want to break the spoiler seal and you rattle off another 10 or so names from the TikTok? <laughs> Yes, let's shout out a couple more. So um, followers over there on TikTok, shout out to Xavier Delamere, Isaac Trost, Nope, Daniel Davis, OG Dune, Raymond Angel Fig, Taquito331, Aiden Hawkins890, Matthew Montanez, Markra, and Fomendulum. And that is it for now. I'm really enjoying hearing you just rattle off names it's some a, it's of you of some of you have some challenging names i won't lie so i apologize if i mispronounce any of them yeah absolutely well i will kick off our spoiler talk here by saying that this the whole central idea of the main character singing from from her passion is incredible because the whole point of this this film right is for her to be the only non-deaf person so ruby going through this whole movie having this passion to sing her family can't understand that because they can't hear her which i just think is incredible storytelling and writing and and why it got a, a best screenplay nom which i don't think it'll win but I would love to see it because I think it, it deserves it. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. This is not a uh, original film, actually. This was a remake from, I believe yeah, it was. I, I actually learned this today. It was like yeah. a French film from 2014. Yeah. A, a French film. If you wouldn't mind looking up that name, I, I would appreciate it. But yeah. Um, the story as a whole, whether it's from Coda or whether it's from the French film, the story as a whole, to make it about a girl who falls in love with singing, yet her family, who rely on her so much, can't understand that passion. I mean, think about it, right? They don't know what it's like to hear a, a singing voice, to understand the beauty of that when it's done right. And, and they fail to see the passion of why that can be so compelling. So they see their daughter, you know, one of the most two most important people, three most important people in their entire life. And they relate to her so well. They know her like they know anyone else in this world. And she has found a love for something that they will never understand. And that in and of itself is just so heartbreaking from the surface and makes for such a great film. Right. And let's, Let's talk about this because Amelia Jones, she spent nine months learn not only just learning sign language, but also singing lessons and how to operate a fishing trawler for this movie, which I, I think in, in essence, right? I mean, Ryan Gosling from La La Land learned piano for, for the movie, but I think it's so cool when people don't know how to do something. They get cast in a role and you learn. I mean, obviously, you know, Troy Kotzer, who just got, you know, best supporting actor from the SAGs, um, as well as uh, Marley Matlin. And I believe Daniel Durant are all deaf in, in real life. So, yes, they are. Yeah. So, I mean, for, for Amelia Jones to, to spend that time learning sign language is super cool especially for how young she is. Like, let's, let's yeah. keep in mind, this is not a, you know, tenured actress who has already a ton of credibility in the industry, who has a couple Oscar nominations under her belt that is very well respected. Like this is someone who this is either her first or her second major feature film. She is very much trying to make a name for herself. And you might be sitting here playing devil's advocate thinking, yeah, I mean, this is the way to do it, to come out of the gates just absolutely firing and do this performance. Because if she can do this, she can do anything. But this is also a massive risk for her. I think she's only 18 or 19 years old. And to have that gorgeous of a singing voice to carry most of the signing in this film while not being accustomed to that most of her life and operating a fishing trawler. Is that what it is? I'm yeah. unfamiliar. I mean, yeah. my goodness, let's not forget. She's also acting as the lead. She is acting throughout this whole thing. So to be that young and doing all this, it's absolutely astonishing and remarkable we are both huge Oscar people here and she did not get nominated for best actress as she was going up against the most competitive category all year. Right. And I don't know if she actually deserves to get in over a Penelope Cruz and Olivia Coleman and Nicole Kidman, but dang, I, I just wish, I just wish she was part of the conversation a little bit more and I feel right. like in every other year she would be part of the five because she deserved it this year for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. And 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 shout out uh, Amelia Jones if you ever listen to this. We're recording this five days after your birthday on February twenty eighth. So happy belated birthday! Oh, uh, I also- it, and I want to say if Amelia Jones is listening to this, you have an open invite to come on this podcast anytime. <laughs> please, please let us know if you're listening to this. Yes, you're allowed to come on whenever you want. Absolutely. Well, speaking of our our listeners, why don't you shout out a couple more? Oh my gosh, that's right. All right, so shout out to uh, Billy Bob Dragon, McChicken, love it, Anime Lover, Red Ball, Kyle, Kill Everett's, uh, This Ain't Me, I Swear, Tyson Boone, Alex Nichols, Howard Measley, Lauren, KJ Russell, TikToker, Cubesi, Callius X, and JL Finch. I recognized a uh, a familiar name in there. Shout out, shout out KJ. I recognize that as well. So let's get back into this. Um, not only was Amelia Jones just so, so phenomenal, but so is Troy Kotzer. And, and that is re- being reflected in the yeah. award shows. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm not a, as big into the SAGs as, as the Oscars. I did watch it. Um, but for Troy Kotzer to win best supporting and even for this to win best ensemble cast, like, first of all, it deserves it. Second of all, like, I don't know what that means for the, the best supporting actor, but that category has been crazy messy this whole year. And I mean, JK Simmons got in, so I'll be really interested to see if, if we have like a dark horse in that category. And I feel like, if this can get the screenplay win, if it can get the supporting actor win, could it get the best picture win? Nathan, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think it can get screenplay for sure. I do because it is adapted and yeah. it's going up against Dune and it's going up against um, what else is it going up against in that category? Cause power of the dogs in original, right? Um. Let's see. Regardless, while you're looking at that, thank you, by the way. Um, I don't uh, think... Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, The Power of the Dog. Yeah, it's not being Power of the Dog. Okay, unfortunately, I, I thought I thought Power of the Dog was an original. So, yeah, it's just a little too stacked. If it was just between that and Dune, I would say it certainly had a fighter's chance against the Titan novel. But um, with Power of the Dog in there, don't feel too good about that one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think for me, right, when we talk about Oscars, I think there were a couple of Oscar moments and I think really powerful moments. Obviously, the big talk is the ending scene when she's singing to her parents at the um, audition and her family. I think that's obviously very, very powerful. But I think, too, is when she goes down to find her brother and he tells her like you need to go pursue your dreams like you need to stop being held back and how deep of a story line is that to where she wants to go chase her dream she wants to go to school at berkeley for singing but her family who fishes is deaf and needs a translator and needs somebody to be there at all times on the boat like we saw they got in trouble for and for her to to want to pursue her dreams and her brother to tell her that that was probably my favorite scene in the, the whole entire movie. Yeah. Mine, mine you did touch on. And, and that is a phenomenal scene for, I feel like that really does 
capture some of the sibling relationships in life as well. And that just goes back to the point I first made about how this film does such a great job of being relatable, even though the main subject line is, is not, I think my favorite scene that I think for sure, my favorite scene was her singing at the audition. It was just perfect. It was absolutely perfect. How you have the teacher who, you know, was tough love on her all movie was pushing her to be her best and, and rightfully so, but, you know, could be towing that line a couple times, you know, intentionally messing up because he knows that she's much better than that. And then the family sneaking in and her switching to sign language while she's singing. It was just, it was so powerful. It really was so powerful. And it was teed up nice, nicely um, by the scene a couple scenes before that where she is singing at her school play or, or concert or, or whatever yeah. we're calling that and it was just perfect how they cut to the view of the three family members and it was silent it was absolutely silent yeah yeah and i love this the sound design in this too at, at times because and i i know it didn't get nominated for sound but i i feel like there were some great parts of it such as you know the concert where they you know shut off the sound entirely and i'm pretty sure there's a couple other times where they they do that as well so the sound design was was great um i just think like i said it just is so sad that that this is a very very dark horse for for best picture because i think it deserves it continuing with the the follower shout outs we've got Colin McDermott, I can't spell, Alan Rodriguez, Justin, DD, Ashton Allen, Tez, Arlo, Brandon, Dingram420, Brendan Noon, Jasper Wood, uh, Four Doors, Chris, Peyton Nicholas, Lego Master920, uh, James Stony God, Danny Taylor, and KST Rob. Sorry, some of you guys have some very tough usernames. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the, the scene where they put you in the perspective of the family members and it's silent because that truly just hammers home, nail in the coffin, the point of the family just does not understand Right. her passion for this and they see everyone getting up and clapping and going bonkers and they just they don't understand why they're doing that they can be told all they want this is what i love to do this is my passion and they can see the reactions of everyone else being supportive but at the end of the day they'll never truly know right. how good she is yeah, and, and I think too is like they're what makes it is the singing because if it was painting or drawing or a sport or dancing, even I feel like a musical instrument, all of those you you know, like I feel like without this without the musical instrument, you can feel the vibrations more than you can singing. But all of those, like you can see it. Like if they love playing soccer or tennis or any other sport like basketball, like you can watch them. You don't need to hear anything. Same with like dancing, same with like drawing, but for it to be singing, I just think that 
that was such a perfect tie in. And, and we were talking earlier, um, a French movie. Um, I don't want to butcher it cause I don't speak French, but it's the Bellier family. Um, and this, when it was, was released was actually controversial because the two main deaf characters were played by people who could hear. Um, so I think they, they kind of switched up in this rendition and it works. Thank goodness they did for inclusion. Absolutely. I'm very happy. They, they casted deaf actors to play deaf characters. That it's super cool because Apple bought this movie for $25 million from Sundance, which was a record at the time. Uh, don't know if, if you knew that Nathan. I didn't know it was a record. I did know it was 25 million. I didn't know that was a record. Yeah. I was going to say, do you want to, do you want to go shout out some more? I feel like we're, we're nearing the end here. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking real, of record. Real quick though. Was that a record for Sundance or was that a record that Apple TV spent? Uh, after Coda was shown at Sundance, Apple bought its distribution rights for 25 million, a record at the time. I feel like it would probably be Sundance. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. All right. So some maybe more... Apple's record, probably. <laughs> We're not sure. We'll Either make a t- We'll make a Either TikTok about. We'll make a TikTok about it. So if you guys want to know the answer, you you should go check us out on TikTok. Yeah. Good. Good. Good plug. All right. So some more followers. Shout out to Jesse, Boy Dude, Zay, Tyler Hedges, Anya, Joshua Harden, M Young, Heroes of Gaming Podcast. Wall Sauce, D Wilders, T Wiggish, Brewman, Jake Ducks, The Inco Cage, Jake Boom, Danny Ortiz, Mike Nuns, Katie, Gun Gun 3, David Lewis, and Tech Shriner. Thank you to all of you, the following people who we listed off. You guys truly are the best. So thank you for that. Definitely. Well, Nathan, I was going to say, do you have any? Any final points? I think we'd be crazy not to talk about the very wholesome scene of Troy Kotzer, the father, and Amelia Jones, of course, the daughter, on the back of the truck where he's just asking her to to sing for him. Right. And she's like, oh, but you're not going to be able to understand it. And he didn't care. I think that was such, such again – we've talked about all episode about how this relates to real world situations. It connects to, to our own stories and our own lives. I think that really speaks to relationships that, that parents specifically have with their kids, not just father, daughter, but, but parents with their children of maybe they don't always understand why or how come their kids have a passion or an interest in something and they might not see the value in it or, or even fully support them in doing so, but they will sacrifice or they will at least try to see where their child's coming from. And, and I just think looking so much further than on the surface level, that's also what it's about. He is being there for his daughter. He's saying, although he's not quite literally saying, yes, I will never know what this is like, but I want to support you through it. That is so remarkably powerful. And I think the other thing too that that got lost in my thoughts was you were talking about how, as well how perfect it was that it's singing and it's not painting and it's not sports because there is a absolute beauty in singing. Now let me clarify: 
there's absolutely beauty in painting and in sports and playing instruments. Of course there is. Of course there's real beauty in that as well. However, singing is just so defined by you as an individual because it's literally your voice and nobody else has your voice. Sure, no one else has your painting skills, but how many other people play that same musical instrument? That same musical instrument sounds the same. How many other people paint? Yeah, your painting style might be the same, but ultimately what makes you know, every single painting different from one another. It's, it's your voice that makes it so different. And singing just feels like one of the more, I don't know, personal, I guess, hobbies you could, you could ever have. Am I wrong to think that? No, definitely not. And, and you mentioned family dynamics too. Like Ruby's relationship with her mother was definitely rocky. And I, I think it's funny because when you slam the door, in a deaf household <laughs> you don't like that's such a thing when you're younger like don't slam the door but like in a deaf household it doesn't matter anyway uh yeah and and also too like her relationship with her mother i mean we talked the whole podcast about how relatable this film is even though you know you might not be a, a coda yourself um everybody can relate to times where you have tough love from your parents or where you your parents don't understand you it's it's totally a, a relatable storyline. Absolutely. This this was absolutely a beautiful movie. And I just wish more people more people would talk about it. And I just want to end on on circling back to the first thing that you brought up. And that is that it's underappreciated, yet it's nominated for Best Picture and several Oscars. So can you explain what you mean by that? Because I agree, and we've talked about this, but for our listeners, can you kind of explain what that means? Yeah, um, the Oscars this year, and I, I believe moving forward, have set the the bar at 10 movies. Every year they want to hit 10 movies nominated for Best Picture. And obviously only one can win, obviously. But also I feel like every single year there are movies that get nominated for Best Picture that have no shot at winning, like Toy Story 3, like Up like Ford v. Ferrari, those type of movies. This year, I would say probably like A Nightmare Alley or A Don't Look Up. Also a coda, unfortunately, but this is just one of those movies that I feel like was nominated and has very little chance of winning. Now, I will be over the moon if this wins Best Picture. Over the moon. But also at the end of the day, I have to be realistic with myself and say that unfortunately... This is a dark horse, and it's very unlikely that it will win. So, yes, I feel like it is in these conversations, but still underappreciated because I feel like just when was the last time the Oscars chose the fan favorite movie? Spider-Man No Way Home would be nominated if they chose the fan favorite, but the, it's not. So they're going to choose movies that you might not heard of, and I think if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen Coda, go go listen to it i can't i recommend it to everybody who who i come across so do i there hasn't been a single person that i've talked to or looked at and you know have been talking movies with and said no you would not like coda i you don't have to love it as much as we do but i don't think there's a single person out there 
that will not enjoy this or at least appreciate it. I mean, it's crazy. Nick, you're absolutely right. I've recommended it to everyone, whether they watch, you know, 500 movies in a year, whether they watch five in a year, I think everyone can love this. So definitely where does this rank amid your 2021 movies? Yeah, it's, it's a nine out of 10 for me. Um, and it is, is number two behind uh, no way home. Right now, this is my number two movie of 2021 with some heavy pull for that number one spot. So we will stay tuned for that. Maybe I'll make a TikTok about it. And if you're interested in seeing that, you can check us out on TikTok over at End Credits Pod. Please go check us out over there. We do daily content. So however you're interested in supporting us, please go ahead. That is the best way to support us is over there on TikTok. So uh, please give us a follow if you're interested. Yeah. And thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Nick, thanks for joining me. Any final Absolutely. words? Yeah, I was going to say the TikTok is is great for your daily content. Um, you know, just we, we do all kinds of stuff over there. So make sure you follow it. That's right. He, he just had to throw it in there. He had to. All right. This has been the End Credits Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Next episode, TBD on when that will drop. But next episode, we are talking... We are talking the Batman. So if you enjoyed this episode, if you made it this far, please go ahead and consider giving us a follow, consider subscribing, and we'll see you next time for the Batman. From Nick, from myself, Nathan, this has been the End Credits Podcast. Thanks so much.